I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Hello and welcome to a brand new Spool podcast where you'll get up to speed on some of the biggest releases in Irish cinemas right now and find out what had an impact on us in the last few months since you last let us into your eardrums. Don't forget that you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud. Just search for Spool with four O's. We're two grouchy film fans in our mid-30s living in Dublin. I was going to say from Dublin. That'd be very offensive for Pork. Ooh, Monaghan. And Drogheda, Gangland. I'm looking forward to the Drogheda um, crime uh, series, by the way. Anyway, I'm Nigel Wheatley, for those of you that don't know, and he's Pork McGill. Say hello. hello. Yeah. So we're going to kick off this podcast with the Keanu Reeves starring spectacular John Wick, colon, chapter three, hyphen, parabellum, which is Latin for war is coming, right? Um, yeah, when I saw the title, I thought it was a production company. And when I went to add my star rating to um, Screenshot, I was like, oh, or Screen Daily. I was like, oh, it's called Parabellum. There you go. Anyway, here he is talking to Halle Berry's character after he goes to ask her for some help. You do realize that I'm management now, right? I'm not service anymore, John, so I don't go around shooting people in the head. I'm not asking you to kill anyone. I just need you to get me to him. To who? Your old boss. You want to kill Barada? I'm not going to kill him. I just need to talk. What could he possibly give to you? Guidance. So, uh, first of all, you had seen John Wick 1 from 2014. Yeah, I hadn't seen... seen 2. And didn't see John Wick 1 in the cinema. I don't know if many people did. Was it the kind of thing that was a bit of a sleeper then so. cult on the VHS? I think so. So for those, I'd say a lot of people are faking this and just getting caught up. But um, it's, John Wick is a, a kill, uh, an assassin, I guess. And he now has a bounty of 14 million on his own head. And a range of assassins and bounty hunters and blah, blah, blah. Um, who just see the kind of dollar signs cashing up in their in their eyeballs are now on the lookout for him in New York City. Mm. His former refuge of the Continental Hotel, where most of these guys hang out and do all their business, is now off limits because in the last film, uh, John killed someone there. Whereas it's as actually... much time elapsed between film two and film three, I didn't no, know that. No, an hour. Oh right, I okay. I think that's the I, as far as I know. I think there's been an hour, and it's pretty much more or less straight away. So. Um, for those people not up to speed with the character, and in fairness, you could just drop right in and pick up on this film. Uh, the 2014 film saw him seeking revenge on a group of bad guys who robbed his car and then killed his dog. Fair. And then in the sequel, um, he gets a new dog, but he kind of pisses off a new crime consortium, kind of like Spectre, kind of Bond level, top level, called The just- High Table. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's where we're at and yeah so um, this was very highly anticipated this was like major major buzz film we got to see it on opening night at a jam-packed cinema screening in Cineworld in Dublin Um, I got the ice cream you brought your own snacks which I always admire you for yeah Um, they got enough money out of me I think so so yeah like to me it kind of almost plays as a comedy as well there was a lot of laughs in the film as well as high action yeah I think it very effectively does it as a comedy like it knows this is daft comic book level violence fan service fan almost fan fiction level of like what could we do with this there's a lot of funny um kill setups um involved in the fights involving things such as library books horses 
dogs yeah and uh, all that kind of stuff knives ancient guns new guns all this sort of stuff um and yeah and Lawrence yeah. fishburne is in it and he might have been in the second one but there's mm. a lot of nods kind of to matrix stuff between yeah. neo and uh keanu reeves and him yeah which which is good so ultimately uh yeah we, it, i'm aware this is only out this weekend so a lot of people there are stuff that we can spoil in it but um it's flawed to me there's quite a lot wrong with it, but also it's a laugh um, until maybe the last sort of half hour where it starts to feel very heavy and bloated and repetitive. Yeah. It's too long. Um, There's like too many fight scenes, possibly the fight scene, the first one with all the knives and uh, in the library. Yeah. No, there's the the book in the library and then oh, he gets the, out of the library. The weapon some, museum. Or something? Yeah. Yeah. That I thought was probably the best because it's so close combat knives which are always like more there's a bit of a silly one with Halle Berry involving guns where I was like you said to me at one point it's just like a video game and it was it was just like there's oh, yeah. no sense of dread in this and he, or he, he rides a horse and the way they even shoot it it looks sort of like Red Dead Redemption on the PlayStation and all that and and that's cool um but it's 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 brilliant watching it with an audience if you are going to see it is essential there's a lot of laughs in there people really really like it and um, it also looks phenomenal and the way it's shot and choreographed like the dance scenes basically look like ballet and choreographed dance like this could be in the dublin dance festival as well mm. as in cinemas um because there's guys from the raid in there you notice them every yeah last bit at the end and the seemingly dug yule brenner back up for <laughs> Yeah. to do it um yeah so yeah and then so a few bits of fun uh so it's 131 minutes long far too long credits are about 10 minutes so it wraps up yeah it, it's 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 about two hours and really would fit into a really nice tight 90 minutes if they could just work out the new york bit then they go there's a location set up where Halle Berry comes in to play in Casablanca, which has a lot of cool stuff, but it gets a bit bloated, and then back in New York, in around the hotel, and that's the bit that, that actually felt most weighty And is Halle Berry in the second film, or is that just a made-up kind of storyline? Um, as far as I recall, she's new to the whole thing. I yeah. watched the second one at home. Yeah. Um, but uh, new to the whole thing, I think. Um, so the fun bit of trivia for you, uh, it looks great, and the cinematographer is the same man as did The Shape of Water. Oh, random. Wow. Um, and then do you know who the director is? This is a well-known fact with the with these films, but uh, Chad Stahelski, who was Keanu Reeves' stuntman in the 90s and now is directing him. But um, Keanu is doing about 90% of the stunts himself, which considering he's approaching 50 or just turned 50. He looks um, amazing. He's so thin. Yeah. And just general reports about him. He seems super just chilled out. And... Yeah. He's everything Johnny Depp should have become. And Johnny Depp has just let us down so much in the yeah. last few years with his choices. Whereas Keanu has had this proper... Or he um, seems like a cool, normal Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's it. For me, out of five, I was three and a half um, out of five. I give it a solid three for yeah. an action film and it was enjoyable. Like Absolutely. So it's a, it's it's in cinemas now this weekend. You, uh, I don't think it has the IMAX screens, but you'll get it in all the multiplexes. And I think the Lighthouse Cinema and some of the limited small cinemas around the country are there as well. Um, so this other one just came out last weekend and similarly uh, choreographed fight scenes, dramatic, yeah. cult favourite. Mm. Uh, Pokemon Pikachu Detective. I wasn't 100% sure of the name, but it's by Pikachu and he's a detective. It's kind of a video, it's a film adaptation of the video game, uh, obviously spawned originally from the Pokemon uh, video games on the Nintendo. And then 
created a TV show. I was doing some research. So the TV show. Did you get into the game? The 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 games? The no, augmented I was reality early. thing. But even a year or two ago, where people were going to oh, the park. Pokemon Go. Yeah, I kind of played that. It was yeah. people doing it at work. It was kind of like oh, a distraction. Like people would go up to the canteen and be like, oh, there's something here, or you might go for a walk at lunch. It was kind of sad. Yeah, it was. It was cool to see people using their phones for something slightly different and getting up out of their seat. Yeah. yeah. And the old, the place beside us on uh, Thomas Street was a, a gym or a battle place. So I'd yeah. often be walking home and just see people standing there with their phones kind of playing, battling each other, which is kind of funny. But the TV show, then it became a cartoon, which I kind of remember coming on to UTV, I think. It, that came out in 97, so we were like 12. Wow. But how many t- TV episodes do you think there are? So... By the fact you're saying this, I don't know, like 420. 1,000. 1,000. It's still going on uh, at the moment, which is very impressive. But then this exists entirely outside of that, doesn't it? This is yeah, a so it's kind of based on the game. It's about a kid called... Uh, is it fun, by the way? It's just as you were going in, were you going ironically? Were you going for the laugh? Were you going... I was kind of going based go on the trailer because uh, I saw the trailer, didn't really know what was happening. And then Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu and you're like... This ridiculous was this look kind of funny and it kind of lives up to expectations uh it's about a kid who you tell pretty early on uh doesn't really have a relationship with his parents his mum passed away and his dad really isn't on the scene set in america no it's set mm-hmm. in kind of like a zootropia do you, okay. or zootropolis do you see that for them kind of yeah. a year or two ago so basically bill nye is this like uh genius creator who created a city where humans and pokemon could live together and they work together and do all their jobs together they're not caught by trainers and they don't battle anymore kind of battling pokemon has been outlawed so this character tim goodman his dad has passed away he's a detective uh, in the city and so then he goes to kind of clear up his stuff and get rid of his apartment this when pikachu comes along and we realize that pikachu was uh the cop's detective and he's like your dad's not dead he's you know there's something going on you have to help me investigate so then he kind of goes with him and they kind of try and find out what happened to his dad so it involves all these kind of like people will know the pokemon characters like uh psyduck and different ones it's like it's a pretty cool wee world that they've created uh it's good fun again it's a bit long it's kind of a weird film like it's quite slow and it is like a weird like it's not noir because it's like japan bright crazy lights but it's kind of slow and there's a really funny reference Sounds to... Sounds like Blade Runner work. That's what I'm hearing <laughs> from you. There's a funny nod to Miller's Crossing where they go to the High Hat Cafe, which I kind of laughed at, but I'm pretty sure nobody else got. Um, so yeah, it's very enjoyable. Um, some of the actors in it, you're like, it's a bit predictable because you're like, you're obviously going to be, you know, more involved in this than I think. And then it's also kind of caught me off guard. I won't give any spoilers away. Uh, they wrap it up well probably wouldn't be a sequel but if it does well because like i was kind of surprised by how long pokemon has been going i think even if it doesn't really do well in europe that it'll have a massive kind of worldwide audience all right so yeah i i don't know like if i need to see it in the cinema you've kind of sold to me as a curiosity thing and i'd really like to see it at some point yeah but yeah um i don't know at first it's kind of like a pc deadpool because you just hear Ryan Reynolds instead of being a superhero, he's uh, like a comic. He's, he's you know he's a cartoon character. Yeah, because yeah, I remember seeing like there was conversation around it and conversation around the Sonic the Hedgehog film, which is out at the very tail end of the year or early next year. Oh, tail end, nice. Uh, oh yeah, um, it looks terrible. 
it does look terrible, but people were like, is it any more ridiculous than Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu? Anyway, yes, I think is the answer to yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the crack. So, anyway, also the film that... Um, so, last weekend, I could have gone to Pikachu. What are you giving out of five? Sorry. Did three. Did Pikachu also a three? Okay. No. So, last weekend, uh, I was going to see something on Saturday night. It was like, did this, maybe the Aretha Franklin documentary, the concert film... I was like, maybe Pikachu, the, blah, blah. and actually I was like, actually, I'm going to go see the Avengers again. So it's been out for three weeks at this point. It's now made 2.5 billion at the box office. Wow. Which is mental. And Avatar is on what? 2.89 or 2.9. So it may well, it came out everywhere in the world at the same time. Oh, okay. So we're not that, waiting for like an Asian market. Yeah. And correction. it made that like first billion, like in a day and a bit. And then it, or the, for the long weekend and then the two billion was within a week or whatever so you were saying it may not get the avatar no they kind of think it's kind of fallen off and but still phenomenal yeah. to get all the money but anyway did you um, enjoy james cameron's uh like yeah, that note was nice. of, that was friendly that was nice that they do that kind of thing he's probably like oh, i've got my new avatar film coming out like the appetite for the new avatar films incredibly low like why is this some weird thing that, that are never going to get released they've been they they've have talked dates. about for like they've 20 years now for maybe 2020 then there'll be a star wars film then there'll be an avatar like they're trading winters or something that's disney's plan for the early 2020s which is ridiculous but anyway so um avengers endgame I saw it in France with English subtitles, wanted to get to see it on opening day so as nothing would be ruined. You kind of live in the, like, obviously, Annie, we're just going to spoil it. Like, if for some reason you haven't yeah, seen the Avengers. Yeah, turn off. Needless to say, Iron Man dies. <laughs> um, Scarlett Johansson's black, um, uh, dies. Uh, Captain America has a lovely ending because um, he gets back to Peggy Carter. He just Carter. gets old and goes back in time and then there's going to be a and black Peggy Carter gets Captain America. Yeah, but the way they handle time travel. Anyway, I had so many thoughts rolling in my head over the last few weeks, but um, I realized we needed to touch on it in this uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, I think I gave it the four, four and a half. I, uh, four I is I a spectacle of cinema. Half, I think. Maybe four and a half when I saw it the second time in IMAX because it actually does feel like they managed to get everything they needed to get into it. Um, and everything, even little things make sense because there was loads of questions I had that I was like, oh, I know, I see where they did that, and it all sort of adds up. To me, I was kind and of surprised. Nice to be done with it. They didn't do three films. Like, there's a scene when they all come back from wherever they've been for the last five years, and they're all on the battlefield and they're charging towards each other. Uh, I was like, oh, that'd be a cool point to end it. So you'd be on a cliffhanger for another year, and then there's the third one. Yeah. Because then the next hour of the film. It's just, just a big felt, battle. It's a battle and it's like, oh, goodbye, oh, goodbye, oh, you're dead. Oh, wrap this up, wrap this up. My main problem with it is like all the cool kind of Marvel films that of late, they're not, they don't really feature in it. Like Captain uh, Marvel is barely in it. Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man yeah. were all wiped out. Yeah. So this is about the old class. Um, and they're all, they're all kind of the fun and hard of soul in Marvel at the minute. Yeah. So there it, is a, it Black, all... a Black Widow prequel movie scarlett johansson and loads of like so I, I think that just sounds like red sparrow lucy all those kind of like female spy things that could be cool who doesn't want to see more yeah. Scarlett Johansson? but that could also just have been announced as a as a kind of a spoof to sort of lead people down the yeah the, the, down the swanee um but yeah so i'm looking forward to where they're going now the next spider-man film will be fun the guardians of the galaxy and thor heading off on the plane great at the end is very funny um as guardians of the yeah you know like where did what's her name Golgotha or gamora where yeah. did she disappear because she's in 
the uh, Avengers yeah, Endgame, and I then think... she just like, oh, I'm just gonna walk off here because then this gives us a plot for Avenger for the next Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I did. If that's what they're doing, then that's kind of weak. I yeah. hope that. Um, as with this, I thought what was most refreshing is that they just killed Thanos in the first kind of 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then the time heist stuff where they went back and revisited this is always great crack. That was fun. Um, and a bit of a caper. Yeah. So another film that's uh, out about a week or two is Longshot. Which it's... I could have gone to last weekend before when I went to see Avengers for the second time, but yeah. opted not to. Have you seen the film three times in the cinema? Um, I think I saw some of the twi- some of the Lord of the Rings ones, maybe. I think Return of the King I definitely saw three times. I don't think I've seen any film three times in the cinema. I don't you think. You saw The Hateful Eight three times. Oh, I did. Because you went and saw it in different formats. And different, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good work. Uh, yeah, so Longshot is uh, a romantic comedy. It stars Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Charlie Theron is the Secretary of State to the President of America, who's played by Bob uh, Obenkirk. People I know as Better Call Saul. So he's basically playing Trump. And um, I heard them talking in interviews whereby they would have him do really ridiculous stuff. And then when it came to film it, Trump would have already done something more <laughs> ridiculous. So they had to like up the game. So Veep has kind of, I don't know if you're watching Veep haven't this year, the most but it's now actually one. become very close, like a documentary of like, no, that's, yeah, 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 that's happening. Or happened. So Odenkirk doesn't want to go for a second term because he wants to quit the president and get into movies. So he already was a TV star. He played the president in a TV show. So then he became the president. And I was like, I'm not going for it. So I'm going to give you my nomination and recommend you become president. So then Charlie Theron uh, needs a speechwriter to help her for a campaign. And this is where we get Seth Rogen, who has just got fired from a kind of like Brooklyn based kind of you know fighting Web a good design. fight no, no. Uh, that's what newspaper. he's doing at the end of Knocked Up I think and I wondered was uh, he still okay. in that job no he's kind of like fighting the good fight for like journalism he's uh, at the start of the film he's infiltrated a Nazi uh, white power uh, underground group and then he writes up a big story about it he gets the company gets bought over by Andy Serkis who's playing basically a Rupert Murdoch figure so then he gets fired and starts working for uh, Charlie Theron uh, kind of to hit it off and it's kind of seeing the is this actually practical you know can we go out and what's the kind of story there's some good supporting characters um it's kind of that classic thing with a romantic comedy where he's got a best friend and she has too so hers is kind of her um pa who's she's maggie milliken who's played by jane diane raphael or june diane raphael people know her from grace and frankie and then seth rogan's best friend is o'shea jackson jr plays Lance and people will know him as Ice Cube's uh, kid so yeah it's really good fun it's very funny uh, kind of poignant works well again with most Seth Rogen kind of vehicles it's a bit long you could have caught out maybe 10 or 15 minutes but uh, no very solid very enjoyable great kind of addition yeah. to the comedy romantic comedy yeah because I think what is catching my eye or caught my eye um, director of Fifty Fifty, which was that very good cancer comedy, which is a great genre that we all love. But then Jonathan Levine is a is the director's name. But then mm-hmm. he did Snatched, which was my worst film of twenty seventeen. Oh, uh, the film with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn in the like deserty kind of thing. Which yeah, I never caught hated. that. Yeah, yeah, paid money to see that one. Oh wow, still haven't let go. Oh, um, of how annoying that was. So, uh, but no, I yeah, this I think worth I think Longshot does actually look worth checking out. Then, yeah. yep. So out of five, you're going uh, three and a half. 
not quite up to force. Oh. Fair enough. So we're just going to burn through very quickly a couple of other things that are in the cinema. Give them a, the minute that they're all due. The, tw- the tweet length um, kind of a review that we'll do. Um, so first of all, in that big money kind of vein, uh, Shazam is is out. A uh, superhero film that I think everyone thought looked ma- mad. Guy from Chuck, tell us about it. Kind of came under the radar. Um, I had no idea what it was, no idea the character. Uh, it's basically big with a superhero. And they know this because there's a point where um, Billy Badson is just a normal kid. And whenever he says Shazam, he turns into the superhero. He's been given these powers by a wizard who's played by uh, Dimension Hansu. Um, so he's kind of it's this kind of thing where the wizard has to guard over the seven deadly sins and he eventually loses his power so he has to find a new wizard and this is Shazam who's played by who's the character Billy Badson who's played by Asher Angel so yeah Zachary Levy is Shazam then and I don't think he's actually that buff in real life I think he's I think just kind of normal well yeah. he's not like yeah he's kind of normal though yeah, yeah. so uh, it's very good fun um, there's kind of a nice foster story at the root of all of it as well and there's some good surprise uh, pop-ups uh, Mark Strong is the bad guy in it he's Dr. Savano it kind of has a like a Ghostbusters feel as well with the creatures because it, spoiler the seven deadly sins do come into it at some Ooh. point out of five uh, three and a half very good uh, for me then my speedy one is actually one that's not in the cinema uh, my first speedy one is uh, Knock Down the House uh, or is it Burn Down the House Jesus it's Knock Down the House isn't it uh, Netflix documentary that is out now. Um, to anyone who doesn't know, it's um, it's been. You know it. No, no I've never yeah, heard yeah. of it. So it it played at Sundance in uh, January. Basically, oh, but the very politician low lady. Yeah, so it's about a number of female politicians who um, documentary crew followed last year as they were, I guess, young um, up and coming Democrat sort of outsider hopes that at grassroots level we're trying to make a difference and realising that the country is failing, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, one of the um, featured uh, people in it is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who we kind of know as AOC. Um, and yeah, like I think she's the maybe the third biggest face recognition now in American politics, or third or fourth behind basically Trump. Is it good, the documentary? Uh, yeah, she's amazing. Um, you'd com- It'd be completely forget about, it wouldn't even be on Netflix if she wasn't in it, but by following her story and seeing the legit bits of her starting, like she she is, they're following her working in a bar, like she, carrying a big bucket of ice as she starts to put together her campaign like there's a year and good, a bit ago. So she's great. There's, there's loads of sound bites out of her. good conspiracy series that they're all basically actors who were picked because now there's this film and they've just happened to get into politics. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, she's, yeah, she's great. So that's their um, Knock Down the House. If you, good kind of feminist story, if you want to tie it in with... Um, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary or uh, the, the film about her life, The Basis of Sex, that has come out, if you want to get a bit of a sampling of feminism in America. Um, and then my other one, I guess, I'll tie in is something that um, was nominated for... Did it get nominated for Oscars in the end? I thought it was. It definitely got awards consideration for like Independent Spirit Awards, but it's Eighth Grade, which is directed by um, Bo Burnham and tells the story of a young girl who has gone through eighth grade played by Elsie Fisher who um, again got awards consideration but um, she's a YouTube vlogger kind of and just doesn't really fit in but sort of um, just her best to sort of fit in and yeah it's just very affecting very heartwarming kind of story you cringe watching it very cringy. you're really rooting for her but also at that age 
um, you're just kind of like because she's what she's 13 13 14 I think yeah. she's kind of that age yeah and you're just kind of cringing the whole way through but definitely worth checking out um, it's probably gone from cinemas at this stage but it'll definitely be showing up on one of the on demand platforms in the next six to nine months probably is where we'll get yeah. it in the freebie land that for me was a, a not like an easy four maybe four and a half stars really really liked it mm. um, yeah, so kind of tying into the younger vibe, uh, mid nineties, the, young, the younger vibe, the young kids is Jonah Hill's uh, writer and director debut. Um, it's about this kid called Stevie, played by Sonny Suliak, who is kind of a kid uh, who gets sees kind of kids skateboard, and he's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I'll do that." And there's a lovely wee montage in it where he's trying to do a trick. And he's just constantly failing and smashing himself into the pavement. And then he actually doesn't. He just like freaks out. Also stars Catherine Watterson as his mum, who I always get confused for. Who plays Captain Marvel? Brie Larson. I always get them mixed up. And uh, Lucas Hedges plays Ian, his brother, who people will know from Manchester by the Sea. And, and just generally being, and being really cranky on yeah. screen. He's very good at being the cranky older brother. Yeah. So I really love this film. Uh, it's lovely and short. It's only about 80 minutes. It kind of follows Stevie as he becomes friends with skaters. Uh, fantastically shot there's a real undercurrents of kind of like self-harm depression and like anger and violence throughout the whole thing which i quite liked um so yeah really solid four maybe four and a half for me mm. i was a little bit more um i could see it and a little bit more a bit disappointed by it loved the soundtrack loved how it looked but just felt a bit flat by the end of it but maybe that's okay i think i was kind of hoping for a sort of spiritual sequel to richard linklater boyhood in living in that sort of space but um did yeah. you just come out of Avengers when you watched it? No, I, got, I saw it a good <laughs> while ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, a very different film to, to Avengers, but you got to watch out for the kid. Do we? Hopefully we'll get to see him in more stuff and before too long. Um, all right, so what we're thinking about now, just to wrap up the last couple of minutes, is the IFI just this week announced some of their summer plans. They're always kind of screwed with what to do in the summer when... Basically, the mainstream cinemas are being taken over. People are watching sport. They're not really going to the cinema. Um, no big sports stuff this year, though. No? Women's World Cup is in June, but uh, no Olympics, no uh, no men's rugby soccer tournament. And then men's, men's Rugby World Cup starts in Jan- in September. Mm. Runs till November. Hopefully, Ireland will lose. Um, <gasps> that's it. Well, I just mean, you know, getting a bit big for their boots there, you know? Mm. Um, anyway... Uh, so, yeah, the IFI's Dark Sky season is what caught my eye when I was trying to think about what we should look out for. So this is running through the month of June, from June 8th to the 30th. So it's uh, Dark Skies, Man versus Machine. So it's films sort of basically... Kind of a random raggle taggle. It's a weird one because <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I presume they'll have my favorite film from a couple of years ago, Ex Machina. And I was like, oh, no, they don't. But they have, yeah, they've got The Matrix in 4K. That's playing on Saturday, the 29th of June at, at 8.20. The original, like, that's cool, 20 years later. Yeah. And th- the big one that's getting a lot of talk is Terminator, which is playing on the 15th of June. Terminator 2, uh, 15th of June at 8.20. And is that um, going to be 70 millimeter? It's funny with the 70 um, mil. We've kind of said this before, where it's, like, possibly the best way to watch a film, but 
screen one in the iFi might be one of the worst screens in the It is now, city. yeah. If the, it, unfortunately, it is in major need of a refurb. So I guess we need to, a bit more money. I guess if they sort, if Ortiz license fees increase, maybe then if there's any money left over, they could get a few new chairs for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then the third one that I expect you won't have had as much interest in is playing on Sunday, 23rd of June, but it's the best of the Star Trek uh, films it's first contact so that's the borg one uh which on luke picard and they just announced today when we're recording this that the new there'll be a new star wars series just called picard um with him in it so oh, wow. it's kind of fun cool um so they're my are you my watching three. the other one on netflix no yeah it's brilliant discovery oh, okay. it's very, yeah. Yeah. It's very, very easy they're also them. showing the stepford wives at dark skies in the afi and i kind of was just like why are they showing that and then i read about it and i was like oh i realized i haven't seen this and then when i read it i was like oh so the wives are robots because it's called man versus machine the thing so i was like oh right that's obviously that so i don't need to see that now so here she is so we'll see you in a couple of weeks don't forget to um like share review do whatever you kind of need to do and thanks for listening Affirmative. No, 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 no. You gotta listen to the way people talk. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say, no problemo. And if someone comes off to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, or later, dickwad. And if someone gets upset, you say, chill out. Or you could do combinations. Chill out, dickwad. That's great. See, you're getting it. No problemo. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one.